Seltzer Kings Podcasts. Hey, listeners, before we get to your show, this is a blast from your past. Were you hanging around in the 90s watching Nickelodeon before you got too old for it and started smoking weed and doing drugs? Well, then you should know us. This is Danny Tamborelli and... And this is Michael C. Morona. We're here to ask you to check out our podcast, The Adventures of Danny and Michael. And here's our on-air producer, Jeremy, to tell us what you'll be hearing. You can hear things like... Minisodes, full episodes, nostalgia dumps, interviews with some of today's hottest comedians. That's right, Jeremy. All of those things and more. So check us out. The Adventures of Danny and Mike on the Seltzer Kings Network. Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three guys watch their way through Sex in the City for the first time ever, mostly. I'm Corey Cavan. I'm Kevin James Doyle. My name is John Sieber. And oh boy, what a what an adventure we've had so far tonight. <laughs> Ooh, you know, you are hearing us right now. If you just tune into this podcast, you've you've been listening to us for what, 30 seconds, maybe? 20? <laughs> But we've been on a journey of this episode already for over an hour. Absolutely. I mean, we've been doing everything. We, we're tech guys. Okay. We, we know how tech works. Um, Speak I for yourself. I am, not a, I am not a tech person. Which is I, weird because yeah, we, you seem like you would be, John. Hey, looks can be deceiving, man. Don't judge, well, a, don't judge a tech book by its cover. Okay. Don't judge think, a bearded Brooklyn guy by his choices. Because you're not a beer guy either. You're not a beer guy. You don't know music. You're you're a bearded Brooklyn guy that's a really bad cover. Here's here's what basically we've spent more time. We've spent no matter what happens today, we will have spent more time trying to learn how to record our podcast after we already knew how to do it very well. Because we, <laughs> then we will watching Sex and the City, and that's fine. For sure. Um, yeah. More importantly, this is what's more important, is that we have some advertisers now. Some of you may have just heard our <laughs> advertisers. And yep. we want you all to know that that we are so thrilled that Goldman Sachs is <laughs> on as a sponsor. <laughs> we, have, we love that they are just buying up property, going to foreclose on some, some poor people, and uh, overthrow some third world government, and they're advertising on this evil financial corporation and wants to advertise on our podcast where we talk about our dicks and how hot Kristen Davis is all the time. Good for them. That's I wanna, true. I want to give a special Goldman Sachs shout out to David Solomon, the <laughs> chief executive officer of Goldman Sachs, who moonlights as a DJ in the Hamptons. Look at DJ, DJ D Soul. What yep. do we got to do to get diesel on the pod? Dude. Dude, you guys are in the Hamptons. Just, I mean, is there a local Hamptons hangout even in COVID that you could go get diesel? Like, there's got to be some party that's like an underground party there. The D- black I mean, party of the Hamptons. DJ Diesel is 
a character straight out of Sex and the City. Yes. 100%. During the day, he ran a financial institution. At night, he spun at the hottest clubs in lower Manhattan. Completely. Oh, man. And it's like what happened was the Chainsmokers had a big concert out here and and he opened for them. And it was just the worst PR ever. There was like no one was social distanced. No one was wearing masks. And then on top of it, the guy that opened and put the whole concert together makes hundreds of millions of dollars like – toying with financial markets and then also just being like spreading COVID. <laughs> yeah. And then Dude. after that, he, after that concert, he bought the chain smokers. Yeah. <laughs> he I just, he just we, looks, he looks like a villain in the DC universe. DJ Diesel, if you're listening, come on our pod. Let's, let's talk about digging up kryptonite from the Arctic uh, tundra and using it to defeat superheroes. Now, listen, I don't want to, I don't want to give the game away. This is what, if you heard advertising on our podcast, we have – I think the way this works is one day maybe we'll see like 10 cents. The way that you can support us because we haven't seen any money from that. But what – the way you could support us is going to the Patreon and we'll do more cool episodes. And to show right. you how punk rock we are, we, we, we heard Starbucks was one of our sponsors and this is how punk rock we are. You guys know what we talk about. We talk about Howard Schultz jizzing in people's coffees. <laughs> and Starbucks wants, wants to sign up. So until we see a check, I, I say we just uh, say brought to you by the evil corporation Goldman Sachs and come coffee with Starbucks. <laughs> oh my 100%. 100%. Corey, Corey shook his head like Kevin. Well, the, the other thing about it is, though, the ads are targeted to the listener. So... So what's we, with- so the ad, the ads that you get are tied to what you're listening to. So I didn't get a Goldman Sachs one. I got you one from, blows from my bro. He got blows from my bros. <laughs> I got one from blows from my bros. The sequel. Yeah. Still, the, bl- oh, still man. blows. Blows from my still bros. Blo- <laughs> still, Dude, yeah, still blo- blows. Blows still from my bros. bros too. Yeah. Still Bad blowing. Bros. Still going. Still blowing. <laughs> still going. Still blowing. Um, totally. All right. Well, listen, we did all of that. We did all of that um, housework. What's it called? House cleaning. And uh, please subscribe to our Patreon. We have amazing stuff coming out with that. And uh, and today we're we're almost we're second to last episode of Sex of the City season six. Last season A part A. Oh, it does it end after it ends after part A ends after episode twelve. Yeah, I um, did not know that. Side A. Yeah, I think it's like it's like that. a Beatles album. Yeah. Well, they did it with uh, Breaking Bad and Sopranos. I think it's just a way for the studio to not have to make more episodes, but they can have a series premiere and a series finale so they can boost up the ratings. Is that basically why? Oh, interesting. I think so. Yeah. I mean, I, I maybe. I don't know. Like, there's so much going on with this being the end of this. I mean, I, the last season was uh, SJP was pregnant, and so they had the short season. So they're also coming back from a short season going into a long season, which maybe that doesn't really affect anything. But mm. I'm sure there's some sort of thing with them having to tease it out so they get way more uh, sponsorship stuff and maybe just trying to like... I, I Like, I wonder if when they did this, if they showed Sex in the City ma- catch up marathons before they do, yeah, se- season six part B, 
So that way people back then would be enticed to sign up for HBO. And then well, like, I got I to gotta do HBO because then I can catch up with everything. Because back then there was no streaming. You know what well, I'd love to get my hands that's on? What our, that's what our podcast is. It's just, it's us catching up, but just 20 years too late. Exactly. It's us yeah. being like... <laughs> Man, you you know what I was just thinking of? I was I was on the Wikipedia, just kind of kind of looking at the episodes and how they're breaking down. I'd love to get my hands on a old TV guide cover. Uh, were there any like I'm sure there was probably some Sex and the City TV guide. Uh, oh yeah, ep- uh, magazines. I don't know what were those things like. Were they I feel like, like weekly? You find- yeah, T- well, there's TV Week and TV Guide. TV Guide uh, was like the Reader's boom. Digest sized. Boom. Uh, yeah, man. There you go. Was that, that right for the people listening on the podcast? We're looking at an iPad right now that's just pictures of the TV guide from the, I guess, early two thousand. One with SJP on it just says "Sex is back." Ooh, Man. we're a really professional it, podcast. We're going to spend the time looking through our Zoom at TV guide covers. <laughs> the first fifteen says, minutes of the intro, they talked about their tech problems and uh, Howard Schultz ejaculating <laughs> in coffee. Then they just looked at pictures that I couldn't see. <laughs> we, we should put out a press release with that that's just the quotes from us talking about howard schultz and start some drama yeah i um, want to get him on the podcast out. oh wait um, it says tv guide <laughs> the big finish and it has Ooh. sex in the city goes out with a bang and we've got the scoop but Ooh. then above the top the banner on top of the tv guide is also donald trump's new reality series Oh, well, what, no was way. that the, was that when he they, started The Apprentice? I think so. Yeah, man, that's when yeah. that's like when the that's when it started to get dark. Yeah, Oof. have you um, heard about Donald Trump's newest reality series? No, it's called it's called The Apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> it starts after next November. Hope you're fired. Anyway, um, <laughs> um. Where where were we? Okay, so okay, we're on, so the, la- we're on the season last thing- six, episode eleven. Sorry, what were you saying? Oh, I was gonna say, yeah, I was gonna catch us up. The last episode we saw was called "Boy Interrupted," and it was yeah. the Duchovny episode. Yes, that was a while ago because since then we did Candace Bushnell and Willie Garson. So yeah, we haven't watched right. an episode in a minute. Oh, yeah, that's what we. Oh, we need to talk about the debacle, the uh, Jerry Hallowell, um, baby spice and ginger spice debacle that we made oh. on the last pod. We got called out hard. We got caught Kevin out did real some trolling hard. on the Instagram. Yeah. It's so funny because it's like, I, I you know, when you, you, we're just doing the best we can. And the, when just a hundred people are just like, I can't imagine getting in trouble on the internet for something that actually matters. Cause even when people are like, that's not bad. It's just like, it makes you be like, Oh, whoa. Cause it hits you with like 12 people. So I can't imagine what it would be like if like you actually got into hot water. Cause I've, feel like your phone's just buzzing all day and you're like oh. ready to i mean but, that's what you have to just like delete your socials and change your phone and all that all yeah, that stuff yeah. because but yeah. i so i almost i you drove some people out there that that corrected me on on calling baby spice you guys drove us to some dark places okay mm-hmm. it was difficult it was um and we want to publicly apologize um yeah we knew that it was actually scary spice and we should have known that from the beginning. <laughs> you know, we're going to get called out hard for that too. They're like, it wasn't scary spice. That's yeah. That at that point, that's when it's like separate the wheat from the chaff. And if, if, if that's upsetting you, then you know what? 
this podcast and Goldman Sachs are not for you. Okay. <laughs> oh man. What? Yeah. What? Um, let's check out, let's check in with the boys that with where we're at. We got, we definitely have Steve. Steve's with, with still with that girl. I Steve don't even know her name. She, all, Debbie. All I know is she's, she's with Debbie. Debbie. Is it Debbie? I'm pretty sure it's Debbie. The last we yeah. saw of Debbie, she was like looking under the bed for Brady's toy. Or something? I don't think we've ever even... Have we ever seen Debbie's face? I think we've just seen her acrylic shoes and her acrylic nails. Yeah. We have acrylic what... Debbie. Um, we have... What's what's Big been up to? Uh, good Lord. What is Big up to? Um, well, Carrie, we haven't... I don't think we've seen a lot from Big because Carrie has been... Just kind of like out... Yeah, like remember we had the thing where Carrie got her shoes stolen and a woman's mm-hmm. right to shoes. Oh, great episode. And then um yeah, then we have uh oh yeah, and then we had um Carrie and uh was it Howie? Howie at the wedding. Yep. We had the big controversial app about that. Um real life Howie had some drama. Real life uh, Howie is And then really the life. last Yeah, real life Howie he, Real life, he, Howie's having his own Jerry Hallowell moment right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, really, the last Carrie thing after these random guys was the post-it was Burger. Yeah, with Burger. So Big is. Jeez. It's been a while since we've seen Big, or at least seen Big and in, in Carrie. I don't know what's going on with Big. I don't really remember. Well, I actually I looked at the IMDb just now, and this episode has a lot to do with Big, and it's pretty intense. I think this Ooh. is like a very serious episode. Ooh, ooh. Um, um, do you want me to and, say what happens or no? No, we'll watch it. I'd rather it. not. I'd rather yeah, watch we're it. We're about to watch it in 30 seconds. Um, well, St- Stanford and, <laughs> and his boyfriend, they got back together on Women's Right to Shoes, right? Yeah. Was that? Yep. I want to revisit something. just ruined his entire storyline for us. No respect. Really yeah, spo- Really spoiled his story, which, which is great. And then, which, was, uh, which was actually good because sometimes when you know the ending, now it'll be interesting to see how how that happens. How they get there, yeah. Um, and and I, that's so I think me like, making the best of things. Yeah, <laughs> the main the main boy that we have is the um, is the cream cheese poppy. We have Harry, Harry. Harry. the motherfucking cream cheese poppy. Ugh. Oh, what, what, Kevin came up with uh, Corey. I don't think you know this yet. Kevin came up with a great idea for our next Patreon episode. What we're gonna oh. do. We can do it. Why don't we do it after this? Since what it's we're going to do an episode is we are going to bullshit the three of us and come up with the script for the cameo that we're going to get Evan Handler to record for us. <laughs> Wait, the cameo where? Well, be, because oh, oh, the have, cameo. Yeah, we're the ca- cameo. The app. The app. Yes, we're going to pay so you him. You have to okay. help. You have to help. You have to basically submit to them why they should do a cameo for you, and so. You have to so, sell them on why they will do a cameo for yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, because if they get a hundred and they only want to do ten, they do it. Well, I would just submit that they should have a better work ethic and do all of them. Well, <laughs> I mean, come on, don't you want to work? To, listen, Hollywood's a tough town. You got to keep working. Yeah, they're not filming That's my right now. <laughs> so yeah, we'll do. So we'll it's going to be a real the, short Patreon. <laughs> yeah, exactly, like, Karen. Don't cameo you want to work? Like, Hollywood's tough. Come on. Yeah, exactly. I'll tell Evan Handler that. I'll be like, listen, bro, it's been a while. It's been 15 years since this show was on the air, pal. You know, they, they'd say, they'd be like, how about you mm. pay me to be your agent? <laughs> they'd be like, huh, you've, you've never been on a successful TV show, have you? Because Hollywood's not so bad after you were on White Collar and uh, Sex in the City. 
Well, that's Garson we're talking about. Oh, he I was think, in Cal- Evan Hanna was in Garson the same level, right? right? Yeah. Dude, what's I mean, his name? Yeah. Harry. Harry is in. He he said his cameos from Italy. He's like, I'm here in Italy doing cameos. He's probably just fucking sitting around. He's he's getting his, getting his residual checks cashed in euros, baby. He's dipping his tea bags in the Trevi Fountain. Both of them. <laughs> Dude, he's crushing it. He doesn't care. Um, all right, this is the domino effect. Um, September seventh, two thousand three is, I believe, the air date. Um, episode six. Season 11. The season Let's 6, see. episode 11. What am I talking about? Let's uh, let's do this. You guys ready to watch? Yeah, let's go. All right, we'll be back. Bye. We'll be back. Episode 85. The Domino Effect. Carrie shows strange signs of distress when Big needs heart surgery. Miranda gets close to her new boyfriend, Robert, but is reluctant to introduce him to Steve. Reproductively challenged, Charlotte tries acupuncture in order to get pregnant. Samantha refuses to hold hands with Smith. And now, back to the boys. And we're back! Welcome back. Oh, oh man. My goodness. Domino effect. Domino effect. Domino's pizza. Bringing you the effects of sex and the city. That, that episode. Is- Geez, do you guys want to do um do you want to do Cosmo rating up up top? Should we mix it up? Ooh, Whoa, okay. John. We don't maybe, have to. What? I'm just like yeah, I, I love that I love that episode. That episode had I thought it was very good. So much to it. I don't know if we're gonna be able to get it all get it all it out. Had, just one part here. It had blood. Yeah. It had sex. Yeah. It had conflict. Clits. It yeah. had that too. Yeah. It had, it had it Samantha had multi- falling into a pile of veggies. Uh, it had that. <laughs> um, what else did it have? It had needles going into faces. It had big. Oh, and it had it had needles going into chests. If you think about it, are you talking yeah, about Samantha's storyline? Yes. <laughs> Yes, I, don't, nice. I don't get usually that. Needles, just... Usually needles going into faces and needles going into chests is a Samantha storyline. This time it was, uh, a, it was a Charlotte. Yeah, that's right. Charlotte, Charlotte the big. I, and I'm not trying to knock any of Samantha's partner's penis size. Sorry for calling them needles, boys. Bro, there's no, no way Smith Jarrett is a needle deck. No, no way. Dude, no way. that dude, that dude, I bet he has just literally the perfect size penis. Like... <laughs> But she because has she I, talked about has she talked about his penis because like she usually she's no. like very Mister Too Big Mister Perfect Mister like that's small dick like why so do you think I said just, that you think his is just I, perfect yeah I his think her perfect. I think her infatuation is more just with his looks and his overall physique no but I think sometimes like you know sometimes when you have when you have some like really interesting weird artisanal coffee you're like man this is great coffee sometimes when you just have that when you just have a solid cup of coffee that you don't need to comment on it. You, you're yeah. just like, you just take a sip and you're just like, that's what Smith's penis is like. It's just like a solid cup of coffee. <laughs> how does our whole podcast re- revolve around Howard Schultz and coffee and Smith? And so what, I would like, what kind of, what general? kind of make a comparison? I mean, we're coffee bros. Like what kind of coffee is Smith's cock? So, I could do beer. You, okay. Give I'll me the beer. beer. 
Okay. Um, I I think his Smith's penis isn't an IPA. Smith's penis is a a a microbrewery that makes a solid pilsner. Okay. It's like what, fr- a, it's what a, friend character is Smith's penis? Um, Smith, <laughs> it's uh, Chandler, just like a workhorse. Just I, he's gonna I get there I with knew. the sarcasm and the jokes. <laughs> no, no, he's an earnest penis. I don't think he's a sarcastic penis. I think he's a, a real earnest penis, and he's also, um, and if he was a, an earnest character, it'd be earnest goes to vagina. So what? It'd what's, be earnest, what's, it'd be what? earnest penis whorl. What Earnest Sex and the City character is Smith's penis? Smith's penis is Harry. <laughs> <laughs> well, then it's great. Then, then it's the Smith's best. Smith's penis is Harry. That's what if you had to, to think it's great. And then what is Harry? What character is Harry's penis? <laughs> Harry, Harry, Harry's penis. <laughs> Harry's penis is like Harry's penis is not. Um, who's someone who's really lovable? Harry's penis is Steve. It's like uh, probably a little small, but it's like I'm not going to no. comment on that. It's fucking. I no, I, then, I, then, I disagree. I think Harry's is Raul. It's Big's driver. It's always getting the. It always gets the job done, but it never brags about itself. But it's always on time. But it's hard charging. It's just dependable. It, it does what it needs to do. And then I have okay. to ask who, who, what Sex and the City's character is Steve's penis. Steve's penis. Steve's penis is. Um, Steve's penis is. Uh, Steve's drunk mom. <laughs> Steve, <laughs> Steve's it's, penis it's is New bunny. York born and bred. Okay, it's. Uh, it's. It doesn't always. It doesn't always work because he's. He because he. I feel like. Steve might have erectile dysfunction issues occasionally because he's so in his head and he's so emotional. And I feel like his mom probably has emotional issues as well. You know what we did? This was the domino what? effect. We we set up the men. We talked about their penises and they all just dominoed into each other. It's come full circle. That's like what that. we're doing here. It is full circle. And listen, don't sleep on this. I I feel like this is something that our fans fucking love. Our fans are going to love who, what character is what character's penis? And there's no other podcast that's even yeah. attempted that. All right, so that's what we need. That's what we need to hear from everyone. I want to hear who is Big's penis, which character is Aiden's penis, which character is Harry's penis, Steve's penis, and Smith's penis. I want to hear and the, all, rules the big are, five. They have to be a television show or a Sex in the City character. I think it should be what Sex in the City character is each boyfriend's penis. Okay, I love it. So what about trades then? Ooh. Cause it because if for a while it laid down on the job. But then yeah. it got back up. It got back up in the weirdest way. It could only it could only do its job in public. I think um um I know this. John Slattery? Uh, Trey's Trey Trey's penis. No, Trey's penis is Sarah Jessica Parker doing runway fashion. <laughs> sometimes it falls you're gonna down. fall down, but you're gonna get back on top. Sometimes Heidi, go. sometimes Heidi Klum is gonna just look at it and step <laughs> right over it. Yeah, but your friends will still be there applauding you. Yeah. Yes. And, Perfect. Um, and yeah. Oh my gosh! All I right. think this is a, good, a fun game. 
this was this episode was the domino effect. Um, <laughs> it was a great episode. The the through line uh, had to, like it was kind of interesting because she heard the ambulance sirens. Um, you know, she said the whole city is getting hurt. Uh, but what happens to the injuries without sound? Just how dangerous is an open heart? Is uh, what what she asked. A little bit of a double meaning because you know, big the storyline with Carrie is that Big was going through open heart surgery, but at the mm-hmm. same time, he briefly had a moment which his heart opened up to her and them being an us. Um, Charlotte is still struggling with infertility. She goes and opens up to uh, Dr. Mao's Eastern medicine practice of acupuncture. Um, uh, Samantha and Smith deal with uh, holding hands. Smith wants to hold her hand. And lastly, Miranda and uh, Dr. Robert Leeds get walked in on Smith and uh, not on Smith by Steve. And then Steve and Debbie meet up in the park with Miranda and Dr. Robert Leeds. And there's like a little bit of tension there. I feel like like Steve wanted to tell Miranda something and Miranda wanted to hear something in that last in that last little scene. But yeah, where do we want to start? Let's start with Charlotte because I feel like Charlotte's is a is well an important one. It may be a little easier to get out of the way. Yeah, and we didn't. We didn't yeah, you, we didn't have the cream cheese poppy either in yeah. the in present. No, no, yeah. Evan Handler. <laughs> no. <laughs> so Charlotte, Charlotte met their friend who married Nathan Lane's character, right? Which we had some. Yeah. We had yeah. some. Uh, some some a little scene in that in that show that did not age super well. <laughs> we have a little bit of what we talk about on this show sometimes, where it's like that's, I, we need it. We need like a term for things not aging well. Yeah, that was a stinky cheese. Yeah, I don't know. That was a, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That was, that's, a, that's, that was a Samantha. Samantha dropped a hard F at, yeah, uh, at lunch talking F. about uh, Nathan Lane. Yeah. And, uh, but, but Nathan that, that has exited the popular vernacular. Yes. <laughs> and, and um, as it should. Um, and she, uh, her Nathan Lane's wife, I forgot her. Bitty is her name. Bitsy. Futsy. Bitsy. Von Hugel. Bitsy. Von Muffling. Bitsy Von Muffin, uh, is pregnant and she recommends, uh, Dr. Mao, uh, an acupuncturist for Charlotte to go to. And Charlotte is like completely in her own head um, about this thing. Like Charlotte is with a lot of things. I mean, Charlotte definitely spends a lot of time wrestling Charlotte in her head. And um, that's something that I am very lucky with not having to deal with, but I don't want to throw anyone under the bus. I feel like Corey, you can probably relate to, being in your head more so than than I can. Sorry, I was I was thinking about something. What were you saying? <laughs> <laughs> what was the, where where are we? What's going on? Um yeah. Uh, 100%. I actually thought not to throw myself under the bus, but when you were saying that I was thinking of of Charlotte being at the doctor and Big being at the doctor, and when you were like, "I don't want to throw her under the bus," I thought you were going to talk about people being at the doctor and going through surgeries. Which, in the time that we've done the Bradshaw boys, I think I've had, I think I've had two surgeries. I had my I had my shoulder surgery like a year ago, but that's yeah. another story. We'll talk about that later. No, I, I well now John I, got to throw Corey under the bus, and you threw yourself under the bus. I want to throw you under the bus, Corey. Do it right now. <laughs> throw me under. Throw me under the bus. 
Oh. The bus will um, only be the good friendship bus. Oh, thank you. And, 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 you know and what? If that, you- if that, if that's the bus you throw me under, then I want you to drive it forward, throw it in reverse, re- reverse back over me, and then drive over me again. That's what mm. I want. Feels it so feels good. so good. <laughs> no, I, uh, John, I feel like we've talked about that before where you are, and we've talked about this in the podcast where, I mean, I think to both of you, I've called you before. I've been like, I need to talk this out. And even more since we started doing the podcast. But I think that, yeah, I can easily be incredibly in my head all the time. I don't know if you guys ever do this, but I will find myself having conversations with myself throughout the day, like out loud conversations, which I think is like a New York thing. I see people walking down the street in New York, talking to themselves, like making an argument over and over, (laughs) which seems insane, but I will find myself doing that sometimes too, like trying to work a thought out or something like that. How, how do you, um, in the past six months, have either of you woken up, looked in the mirror and first thing you've done when you've looked in the mirror is just said something mean to yourself. Like you fucking idiot. No. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Really? No, I was, well, I was, I was thinking, (laughs) I was like, did I do that today? Um, you don't do that, John? No. I used to, I don't know if we talked about this. I, you, there was one night where I think I was going through like a particularly rough time. And like, I was going to bed one night. I'd like been out maybe with you, Kevin. And I was like, kind of, was just standing in the mirror and sort of like was so tired and came to, and I was doing that. I was like, you idiot, you freaking, idiot. what are you doing? <laughs> Go to bed. You idiot. What are you? Does it work? Life? Does that like, does that tactic work? What, what I don't do you know. Think so. out of it? <laughs> those, think, those, no, the first thing made... I, the first thing I do every single morning is I make my bed. I accomplish something. I the first up, thing first I make thing my I bed do. every morning, but it's yeah, not the first thing. It I feels do. great. I've never, I'd never walk into the mirror and curse myself out. Well, but here's yeah. here's another. Okay, first of all, not I agree that, like, with I'm that. not that I'm judging. You should, if, you should try it sometime. I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> I will 100. percent I will hey, record it as I'm doing it. Hey, give it a shot. Give it a shot. See how it pays off. Well, I think the other thing though is it's maybe a change of mindset. Where I, when you say that about like, oh, it is a change of mindset because when you say that about accomplishing something with with making your bed, I make my bed almost every day, but my train of thought is. Oh, you make your freaking bed. What's your problem? What's your bed? <laughs> That's what it is. So do you think do you think Charlotte like gets up every single morning and like and like looks in the mirror and gets really upset with herself for not being able to get pregnant? I think she has some major uh I think she has some major issues with it. Yeah. I think hmm. not not in a way that is to blame her, but in a way that I think it is a very emotionally uh, taxing thing for her. And I think that she probably spirals between what did I do wrong? Mm-hmm. Why, why did the universe do this to me? Here's the way to fix it. There's no way to fix it. Like I, I do think she probably ping pongs. And I, I think this was like a cute, like maybe there was a, there was a very, um, more dramatic less comedic way they could have done this this was like a good balance but like i think this is like probably one of the most traumatizing things in her entire life yeah yeah Um, i I think that's true i have have a question where did you where did you two learn to do that like you you both do it so it's like something that like did you pick it up from a movie did you like just like 
look at yourself and you're like, I need to yell at this person. I think that, I think that, um, like shame, self shame drives me to, uh, drives me to, to some good habits. And then I apply it in the, and then is unhealthy in other ways. Like, yeah. Like when I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, feel like not healthy or something then I'm like, we'll go on a fucking run. And then, (laughs) and then I go do it. But then it's not always good when it's applied to like, you know, it can get out of hand. So I think it's a thing that like, uh, can drive me to some good habits. And then also is just like a, a negative thing that is misplaced when I like stay up too long or drink too much or, or, I might give it a try tomorrow. Listen, I'm gonna wake up. Well, I'll, you, you, you'll hear me in in this room cursing myself <laughs> out. It'll be great. I mean, I think it's. I think it probably came through. Uh, I don't know where it started, but I think it probably. You know, I think it might have to do something with like having high standards or mm-hmm. like being hard on yourself about things. I feel like only in the past couple of years I've realized that I'm really hard on myself about a lot of things. And it, and it flips both ways to where it'll be like, like, oh, you really got to get this done. You got to try harder. And then there will be times where it's like, I'm trying harder at something, but I'm like, look, you're, you're, you're working so hard on this. You should be hanging out with your friends. Like, you're, mm-hmm. what are you doing? You're shutting yourself up. And so it kind of is like a cycle for that. But John, I feel like you're someone who is constantly trying new things and bettering yourself. And like, you've been on like some sort of diet and stuff. So like your motivation for that. I mean, is there a thing where you're, I, I'm saying this because I've, I'm, I'm saying what I'm about to say, because I feel like I could have heard you say this in the past, but like you, since we've known you in the past couple of years, you've been on like slow carbon stuff and you've like dropped a considerable amount, like you've gotten way more into shape and did, were you ever just like, Oh, I'm so freaking disgusting. No, I don't, I don't think so. I, I think like my, I, I've discovered with myself that I work better when I like have a regimen, a routine, and there's like mm-hmm. a, there's a level of discipline. I think like discipline is freedom for me. Uh-huh. Where like if I'm just like doing whatever I want, or like whether it's like staying up or not reading or eating whatever I want, like mm. I will feel shitty about myself. Mm. Given enough time within that freedom, mm-hmm. I feel shitty about myself. So I operate really well with discipline just saying like mm. i i'm gonna accomplish i'm gonna read this many pages i'm gonna go to bed around this time i'm gonna mm. wake up i'm gonna eat this and just like that to me brings me so much freedom to feel mm. really great about myself and so it's more just like uh yeah i and i allow myself to to derail from that and it, yeah. that that also feels good because it's like oh it's it's i'm able to go off the rails and then corral myself back in um but I don't know. That's just like what feels. Well, isn't that interesting that I feel like Charlotte's character probably would be in line with all of that. When you look at her, when you think about her diet or like first thing in the day, she probably makes her bed. And this is one of those things that that's why it it is like a skip on her record. And she doesn't know how to control it because she's so used to being in control. And this has her so out of control. And there's mm. no, mm. there's no guarantee. So it's like, she, she's like, I do the diet and I have the job and I f- even finally locked down the husband, even that like was the thing. And 
I think there's also something to learn from her that it's like, cool, the second you think you check something off the list, like you're just going to, you'll just move on to the next thing to worry about. But I do, I do think they've done a good job at showing this person who has it all, like, this is the one thing that would like set you off to not be able to be in control of. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So I think I feel like she. What was interesting is is I'm gonna get a little philosophical uh, here, but you know when when you read someone like Jean Paul Sartre and they talk about the the least authentic way of living is by letting others define who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, hell is the other people, no exit is a, is about this concept of defining yourself by what others perceive in you, and mm-hmm. I feel like that's like what she was doing in this episode. She was listening to the noise and like they used it as an analogy of um, the like actual Cuba Day parade or the police sirens. But she was really just defining herself by her lack of not being able to be pregnant and how this other mm-hmm. woman was pregnant and that she really came to like a uh, a breakthrough when she was able to block that out and and just actually listen to herself and i think that mm. that is like an existential level up for her to say like i'm no longer going to uh define myself by what these other people say or see but i'm going to find my center and block out my noise and that's like a switch from defining yourself through the other and then defining yourself finding an authentic definition of oneself by oneself. So for me, that so was like who, a, a level up there. Who, who within um, sex in the city, would you say is the most authentic in that way? Um, so I would probably say that's, I mean, that's a really interesting question um, that, I mean, it, it's hard. I have my one that came to mind first, and then I have another one that comes to mind after that. That I, because I, the, this might be different than what you're saying, John, but I think it goes down to who is authentically being themselves the most, which is sort of the way that I've kind of viewed things. Maybe kind of like your start thing, but it's like you, no two people are exactly the same, but like you can, it's the whole thing of just being like, you just have to be authentically yourself. You, you, only you can be the best self you are. And so then that would be like, which characters most naturally themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think so. So there is, this is getting, this is getting way off the rails. And if it's getting too philosophical, you can rear me in, but like we did spend like a strong 12 minutes on which character is this guy's (laughs) dick. So so I think, I I think Smith's (laughs) dick is the most authentic. So I can't help like thinking about Kierkegaard thought there was like three levels of self. There was the base, what he called the aesthetic, which defined themselves through pleasure. And, um, and like he uses Don Juan as like the esthete, which reminds me of like Samantha, Samantha. the base level. Next would be the moral who's someone who would define themselves by the morals and they would use like a judge like they're mm. still not defining themselves. They're looking at the world, the the rules of the world uh, as like what they use to define themselves. And that would be like probably Miranda 
right? Mm. And then he, like Kierkegaard used this this example of like Abraham. He he was a religious guy, so someone who could suspend the ethical, kind of go above that. And he uses the example of Abraham because God, of course, asked Abraham to sacrifice his son, and he did it suspending the ethical code that he was living by. Therefore, he was the highest tier of authentic self. And I don't think like anyone in the Sex and the City episode or show is like that dialed in to religiously suspending the 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 laws of New York City. Um, so what about- I, I feel like I feel like Carrie in the sense that she is constantly like <laughs> fire fuck. She is constantly like asking and trying to <clears throat> ask questions about how she synthesizes with the world would probably put her at the top of the existential pecking order, in my opinion, but I could I could definitely see someone arguing other. Look two at, things. Look at that. I, that is insane that you came to that conclusion. That's it, just it, a good person right there. John John has all his judgments, all this stuff, but when it comes down to breaking it down, he knows he he's humble enough to say, I'll throw Carrie at the top of the existential pecking like, order. Like, don't you think Miranda would have a really hard time doing something against the law that was yes. good for everyone. Like if you were yes. like, Hey Miranda, this will help 10 people, but all you have to do is rob this one guy. I think she would get really caught up in like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I can't break the law. Like, and she would like probably st- get stuck there for a while. And I and think I Charlotte would do the same thing. Yeah. And I don't think Samantha would ever do anything for anyone else that she could derive pleasure from. Like if you're like, Hey, help this person. She's like, what's in it for me, honey? Like, is he going to fuck me? Like, but Carrie probably would be like, how can I, how can I at least figure out or best serve or help everyone? Well, I don't know. So I, I mean, think she's probably, actually, like, she's probably the most existentially woke. That, that actually comes into this episode where she did that with big. I mean, like, obviously there's things with their past relationship there. And so those two things are at play, but she did go into the thing of, she did try to do it just to help a friend yeah you know i mean like, and, i don't think so i mean maybe samantha would do that but definitely not for like an ex i i think that they all have some sort of spark of i don't know if you want to say goodness but i mean look at samantha wouldn't even, about, but they have she a spark even, of that ex- existential wokeness if that's yeah. what you're calling it. i think they all have that she wouldn't even hold smith's hand because right. it like it was it would it, it went would, against her code it would go against how she saw herself yeah you know, that's to me is like a pretty existentialism beside that's a pretty shitty thing that she won't even like hold this guy's hand who she is like very, you know, comfortably fucking and supposedly likes at least like considers her boyfriend, I guess. Yeah. And having a hard time, uh, having a hard time. Yeah. I mean, I think the other thing is she's stuck in this trap of not wanting to admit that she really likes this guy. Right. And calling him her boyfriend. Also, it's funny they didn't push it, but it, it was it was funny at the beginning. I was like, they're focusing so much on the hand in their sex because he was like fingering yes. her, and and then it does like on and a lot of times Sex and City does this, but it's like there's kind of two layers. One, it's like in the writers' room, it's like oh, obviously, like here's like a pun that works on two different levels, and after our discussion that's been kind of deep so far. It is really interesting the times in my life and in other people's lives and on television shows when 
we're all about being sexually free. And I feel like the cultural trend the past however many years has been to be uh, less, you know, less just like randomly bound in by sexual rules and stuff. But then sometimes you see these weird disconnects. And John, I think we we have a lot of, a lot of avocados here at, at our house because we get them from Costco and they're not expensive. And John always, whenever I cut out the brown part of the avocado, John talks about one of the favorite favorite memes on the internet that's super true. That is uh, that is just like millennials will uh, cut out the brown, will will eat ass, but cut out the brown part of an avocado. <laughs> That's and great. we like, we've talked about that and we've like laughed that there's that huge disconnect there. And it is funny that with Samantha, she is getting to this place, like after six seasons strong of sexual freedom and doing whatever she wants. It, it, it is interesting. I know like she gets her shit together with, with Smith, but that it's like, she can do anything. These things that like a lot of people couldn't handle being emotion, not emotionally attached to, but the thing that means so much is holding a hand or to show someone a little bit of your cards, which for her, it's like, I like this person. So, um, I don't know. I, yeah. If you guys can respond to that. Cool. If not, it was just like a diatribe that I think it's interesting. Someone who's so sexually free, is like having a tough time dealing with her emotions yeah. and how to express I, those in an honest way, especially when he is just like, I just like you. Yeah. yeah. And she eventually does it and it's great. Mm-hmm. Like, like, she, like they, they, like you said, she lost her virginity to, to Smith and like, right. It's uh, I, I really thought that that scene was, was sweet and endearing. Yeah. Yeah. On the, on the other side of the coin, this is why this episode rips so freaking hard. We have Steve, getting tampons jammed up his nose by yeah. Dr. Robert Leeds. Like how yeah. great of a scene was that? We watched I it mean, with Katie and she was just like, I could not wait for you guys to get to that scene. It's so good. So good. Is that, is that the first time you guys have heard about the nose tampons thing? I think so. I didn't see I've, it coming. I've heard about it before, but I think I heard about it because I had a friend who was a trainer in college or that, or either that, or they were on a team where that would happen. They would always get the football players that when they would get nosebleeds. Wait, so that's a, like a real thing? It's a real, totally a real thing. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, like... Because it expands it, in it, your nose, right? Yeah. It, it works just by design. It's like something that's there to catch blood. And uh, it expands in your nose. Like, it's perfect. But yeah, I, 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 but when I saw that, I was like, oh, I think I heard that they did that somewhere. And I was like, oh, I hadn't thought about that in forever. We had oh, a long man. conversation at the house a few days ago about period sex and... I thought that's where things were going to go with after the the after the tampon in this. I thought that they were going to bring up period sex. And you know what? It was a very enlightening conversation. A lot of a lot of a lot of good takes from men and women heard, learned a lot about people's comfort with period sex. John hit it. Corey hit it. <laughs> So big can't have steak anymore. <laughs> um, no, I, I think, where do we go? I think I, go I ahead, think the John. Robert Leeds and Steve and Debbie and let's talk about Debbie, dude. Man. Steve is like freaking crushing. She is. A, she is. Steve's punching above his weight. Oh my gosh! He, I mean, she's she's Debbie's. I really Debbie's thought banging. that. I really thought that Steve was going to take 
the Knicks tickets. Like, you know, one of my favorite things to do is when someone offers you something, you throw up the false, like, uh, like resistance. You only do it one time. One and time. then when they offer it again, you just go, yeah, okay. And I really isn't thought a, he was going to take the tickets. Isn't that like an Irish or a Scottish thing or something where they're like, it's culturally, it, it's a cultural thing where they deny it either two or three times. And you, and if you, and if you just take it the first time, it's rude. So if someone's just like, no, 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 come in, man, it's cold. You're like, no, 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 I couldn't. And you have to do it a few yeah. times. You have to say it like and three that, times. And if you do it on two, people will be like, thank you. Yeah, I just I like really think I really thought that Steve was gonna gonna move in on those Knicks tickets. I wish he, he would have. He should have, man. It's I, no big I deal still for think leads. he will. And I don't know if you guys remember. I think we talked about this a few weeks ago. Yeah, on on another pod, we talked about how like if Steve found out, oh, and yeah. then here here we are, like they were just like like they knew exactly what they were doing, and we just walked right into that. Dude, how metal um, is it that Steve doesn't even let Debbie talk on the phone when a Knicks game is on? Dude, I mean, he yeah. is like he is serious about he's the next. Borderline, he's he's borderline he's emotionally abusive. Yeah, but but in the cutest way. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's Patrick Ewing. <laughs> John, do you remember? Do you remember when we were driving out to the Hansons and we saw a guy in like a brand new Tesla and he just had a Nick's license plate? Yeah, and it said something like, "Did it say Ewing?" It said Ewing. It? Yeah, it said Ewing, and we were like, "Do you think that's Patrick that Ewing?" Patrick? I think we f- we figured out that it was like Patrick yeah. Ewing's way too big to be driving yeah. a Tesla that small. It, it was actually DJ D Soul sitting in his <laughs> Tesla just driving out to the Hamptons to, to ripping spin, out to the Hamptons to spin a set. Um, that that scene was great, and and Leeds is a, you know, it's funny. Like when we first met Leeds, we were so blown away by his good looks, and now it it's become the same thing as friends that we have in our own friend circle. You know, we have a couple people in our friend circle that are just smoking attractive people, and once you, mm-hmm. and we're friends with people that are models. I don't, that's not a brag. That's just a fact. And we're friends with some some ugly pieces of shit too. Don't listen. Think we're friends with we're some brown friend. baggers out there too. And if you're <laughs> listening, and friend, if you're listening, wake up tomorrow. Go put yourself in front of the mirror and call yourself an ugly bitch. It's fine. Do it. Do it. It's Do fine. It. Make Kevin your bed. supports that. Make your bed and then just Make- get real angry at yourself. Yeah. Not only, hey, not only is it good for you, it's also true. <laughs> exactly. Dude, the leads, yeah, leads is the leads is the full enchilada, man. He's got looks, he's got job, and he's got the cooking skills. Yeah, he, yeah, what a, just so great so far. It's, it's interesting to, I, I don't know if they plan this, but it's like Miranda and Steve right now are with their probably most attractive partner they've ever been slash may will ever be with. Yeah. And it's interesting once you're with someone that attractive and then they don't fulfill the deepest depths of your heart. We got to talk about that Steve moment. Oh man. He's mm. with the he's he's with, you know, this girl that's like smoking hot and even Miranda talks about it with her friends. But it's like you can even be be with that and he's just wants to cry out to Miranda and just be you know like, what? I, I miss you. I love he you. He doesn't he doesn't want to have to yell at a girl to get off the phone to watch the Knicks. He wants someone to watch the Knicks with him. Mm. And Miranda will do that. That's a good point. That's a really good point. Yeah. That's, well, that's I, I'm just thing. so curious as to like what Miranda like is what what kind of flaws Miranda gonna find in leads? Like what's she gonna 
how's she gonna come to the conclusion she doesn't want to be with him? I don't know. She's gonna find out that he's he's sticking tampons up to everybody's nose. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like, I wonder if for both of them, it's going to be a kind of thing where it's like, if it, it's going to be a kind of thing where it's just like, hey, you're a great person, but just like deep in my heart, it's not doing it. You know, I think that that, that was that moment where Steve was going to say something to her. Yeah. Um, we we spent a lot of time talking about boyfriend's dicks, but we need to talk about Big and Carrie, too. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think we gotta. <laughs> I think we gotta say uh, we're just so used to ripping on Big and Carrie, but I don't know. They kind of uh, they kind of brought the pain with the real with the realness. Yeah, they for did. like for like for one night when he had a fever, and then he went straight back into unavailable well, mode. Wait, hang I, on. Are you well, Kevin? Are you saying? Are you saying that Big and Carrie brought it or that the show brought it? The show brought it. Let's say Oh, that. yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. The show definitely that, that, brought it. That I, I just think, like, I think it's really interesting, especially within the, the pandemic that we're in. And, you know, as a, as, as a super spreader. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, we're in a pandemic. Um, and it just like it just makes you. I feel like a lot of people have thought to themselves, like, "What am I doing?" You know. Um, and then watching. What are you doing? I wake up every morning and I look at myself and I say, "What are you doing? What are you? What is wrong with you? What are you um, doing?" But you know what I mean. Like they're they're an annoying couple to uh, to hear them talk to their friends all the time about like, oh. But when it's just them, I, I guess that's the thing. Having it just be on the line like that in such an obvious way of just being like, what are we doing is way more interesting than 30 minutes of Carrie being like, what do I do about big and big being like, I don't know about you, kid. Like, I I thought that was the strength of the episode is them just being like, are we just wasting our lives away not being together? And like, I don't know, it's, it's easy to talk behind a person's back and be like, should I be with this person or not? Tell me, help me, help me. It's another thing to look at a person and be like, what are we doing? And I thought that was that was out of character for Big. And then it made sense that he shut down the day after. And that made it even sadder, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Life's too short. Those dominoes, man. Too close. Yeah. I think they missed a um a real Domino's pizza tie-in here. They really could have had one in there. <laughs> At that least get Papa to you, bye. That should have been what sent Big to the hospital. That's what he had to get his angioplasty for. <laughs> Too much pepperoni, Domino's pie. Too much freaking thin crust, man. That's amazing. Um, yeah. Why do you think? think why that, do you think Big shut down? I think because it was. I think because he opened up that night. And he said, he opened up that night and he was like, what are we doing, kid? Life's too short. And what was Carrie's response? Did she, and he, and he grabbed her hand, which I will say this, we talked about this earlier, but there were a lot of good, there were so many like hand themes tied through here. There's the yeah. Smith, Samantha Ann. Did you notice that when Smith and Samantha were walking down the street, she had a clutch, like a big clutch purse that had hands all over it? Mm, I didn't. Another Pat Field shout mm. out. But like, but he, but then Big grabs Carrie's hand. 
but I don't think she, I think because they didn't seal the deal there. And I don't mean that just like sexually, but I just mean that they just kind of like got it out there. I think it was like, have you ever had that thing where you have someone where they kind of open up to you and then the next day you're like, Hey, that was great. And they're like, what are you talking about? We got to go. <laughs> I think it's just that like the window had closed. Like she said. Mm. Yeah. Dude. It's yeah. I, there's um, a little, I, I haven't seen normal people yet, but I feel I've heard that's what like normal people is. It's just two people missing 100%. each other. Mm. Yeah, Have you seen it, Corey? Yeah, I've seen it. It's very much that it's, it's really good, but it's like, I don't believe Irish people. I don't want to watch Irish people have sex. It sounds disgusting. Oh, listen, it'll change your mind. Um, um, can, we, can we point out one fashion thing in this episode? The only thing I yeah. really noticed, you noticed the hands. Oh, um, I noticed a few other things. I hope you're going to notice what I noticed. And was it, was it Carrie wearing Carrie's, a basketball Carrie's jersey and a fedora? <laughs> Good Lord. Carrie's ridiculous pointed fedora. What the heck was that? I just oh, want to hear. So I want to hear some of that. Like, I know nothing about fashion, so I want to hear someone that knows something about fashion explain why that was like the most impressive look of the season or something like that. I feel like it's like someone <laughs> looking at like Bradshaw were... riding through the forest. I think it. I think it'd be like, hey, what was your inspiration here? And it was like, well, I wanted to dress her up like a crappy Pete Wentz. Like she just looked. It looked like a bad like. But you know what? Also, that was that was like early. Think about it. That was like early 2000s. I feel like people that's probably that probably predates that's around like peacock hat time. What's peacock like, hat time? Like peacock, meaning like a uh, pickup artist. Like, like, like wearing, wearing like something. Is it and peacock? Like that, yeah, wearing like something like uh, to draw attention out. to you. Like yeah. peacock feathers. And I feel like that is that's like that predates the fedora craze, probably. Oh, man. Aren't we it still stuck? Like, some people are still stuck in the fedora craze. I know. I never went fedora. <laughs> you got to do. <laughs> Kevin's holding up a picture of Robin Hood. You got to put up a picture of that and carry walking through the city. You really do. There was Little a lot Gary of like Rash. just like goofy imagery in this episode. The, the tampon nose, the veg, the veg falling into a thing of veggies. By the way, if you've never lived in New York, walking over those grates Good and Lord. there's like two things that you're that are I'm always scared of. Number one, like I always think about how easy it would be for someone to just push me in front of a stuff like 100%. Like if you, you have go a spot? down that, what's that? Do you have a spot you stand in in case someone does? Yeah, I'm I'm also like blessed because I'm big and like you'd have to be yeah. a really big person to get me in front of the subway car. But like I can imagine it's like a smaller right. person or as a woman, like that would be something I would be really no, no, worried no, no. about. You misunderstood me. Do you have a spot where you would go to push someone? <laughs> I'm just kidding. The second thing is walking over those like those basement grates. Yeah, that like that's that's some scary real shit right there. Yeah. Well, also when you do it, like sometimes when you have to like walk over them because like there's a bunch of people and it's funny because your brain immediately goes to being like, of course it's fine because it's, it's, it's here. Code. Like, yeah. 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 And then, and then realistically I'm like, oh, there's like, I guarantee you there's people haven't checked these in years. Oh, for sure. Know? Yeah. But oh man, uh, well, you guys, I could talk about this episode all night, but we need to do a Cosmo rating, ma'am. John, you first. Five point oh, easy. I'm not wow. even gonna wait to do a countdown. That that episode wow. was so. That episode was so fun. It was so perfect. I could, I literally could watch that episode again 
right now and talk about it for another 45 minutes. No problem. Like there's so much we didn't even talk about. I love that episode. A lot of good characters. It could have definitely used like some Harry. I could have, I could have gone for some Harry, but that episode had, had everything. It had goofs. It had seriousness. It had sex. It had slapstick comedy. It had the city. It had a 5.0. Although, cool. although, it, although Samantha dropped the hard half and that should automatically be a 0.25% point deduction, <laughs> I'm going with, with a 5.0. 5. I think I'm giving it a 4.75. I got to authentically be me and not just give it 5.0 because you did. But uh, it, um, it was really, <laughs> really freaking good. Also, did it remind you that when um, Charlotte was having that thing where she was learning how to tune things out? And it brought in that weird music. It totally reminded me of Uncut Gems. Yeah. You know, Uncut Gems where it plays that weird like 80s synth. Yeah. It was like totally giving those vibes. But it made it made me miss being in New York City. Oh, yeah. And and being in like real New York City when it's not COVID times because they just hit so many good parts of it. Also, I thought Carrie's candy striper outfit was like kind of campy, but also really good. And uh, and she looked great. And yeah, 475. I thought it was pretty solid. And I wish we could have had Stanford. But even without Stanford. It still stands on its own. Yep. Doyle? Um, I'm going to go 4.75 as well. I didn't... There's something about it. Like, I didn't 100% feel a, a 5, but I am I think it's one of the... I think what they did with this episode is what they've tried to do in other episodes is add some, like, weight to it, but it worked. Um. And I thought like, yeah, I felt, I really felt for Carrie and big and I felt for like when Carrie, like just like breaks down and cries. Like, I don't think she expected to do that. I feel like that is kind of showing us that like, she wants to be done with this person, but like, you know, it's something deep within her. Um, I thought each person had a good balanced storyline and there was a little bit of weight to each one. And that's just great when that happens. Um, and then just some great comedic, like just to, sometimes those goofy scenes that are like full on slapstick can be, even the way they're edited and stuff can feel so not great. And that just felt like, man, this holds up. This is super funny, super awkward, and it's great. So yeah, <clears throat> yeah. and it was great. I can't believe we're High like, ratings, high ratings for the boys. Yeah. 100%. Hey, listen, we haven't got um, any iTunes reviews for like two weeks. Please get on iTunes. Um, we would love if we got like uh, 50 of them. So if you haven't done it, please get on there. And if you don't follow us on Spotify, if you listen on Spotify, just follow us on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Corey, our Spotify numbers are like huge, right? Like Our Spotify, we have we have a ton of subscribers on Spotify, which is fan-freaking-tastic. But yeah. If you, are, if you are listening to your podcasts on Spotify, as I listen to many of mine, uh, go to our page and click that follow button. And then all you got to do when you're looking for new podcasts to listen to is you go to your music, go to your pods, and we're listed in your shows. And it'll tell you whenever we have a new app coming out. So do that. And then also listen and, to our uh, our Patreon apps. Yes. Most importantly, it's $5 a month and we're doing three or four episodes a month extra. Um, and so please subscribe to our Patreon. Um, it helps us, uh, pay for 
some of our pot equipment and it's going to help us uh, put some money together to do another trip to LA so that we mm-hmm. can sit down face to face with Kay Davis. Um, it's going to pay for Kevin to go get acupuncture, which will be great. It's going to pay for Kevin to get acupuncture. Um, also, it's going, it's going to pay for my therapy so I can stop standing in front of the mirror and tell myself what an idiot I am every day. And, yeah. and yeah. what we're really excited about is we're going to use the money to launch our new business, the Bradshaw Boys Nose Tampons. Uh, yes, it's going to be a, a, a line of tampons specifically for bloody noses. Yeah. Get ready. Yeah. Oh, man. If we can get personalized tampons. <laughs> <laughs> I took the um, joke and then I just thought about merch. I was like, oh, shit, this is actually a good idea. And it could mm-hmm. be it could be all the dicks of the guys from the show. This is a Steve <laughs> dick. All right. Go. Now, la- last and finally, everyone, thank you so much to Goldman Sachs for fucking getting <laughs> on the pod and advertising on a fucking pod. DJ D. Saul, thank you. Oh, man. Thank we you fucking, so much. Thank we you, fucking Saul. love Goldman Sachs. What a fucking sick ass company. <laughs> Use their product, man. They're so fucking. Don't use the code. Use the code investment banking, Bradshaw boys. We fucking love Goldman Sachs. <laughs> Chop All up right. those subprime mortgage bonds and scoop them up, boys. Let's go. <laughs> scoop them up. That's great. And, uh, oh, man. That's so funny. Right. If we got to get. Love you guys. If we get. Okay. Love you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Later, taters. Bye. Later, taters. The Bradshaw Boys stars Corey Cabin, Kevin James Doyle, and John Sieber. The show is produced by me, Jeremy Balin, and narrated by Katie Sieber. This podcast is part of the Seltzer Kings Network. Check out all their great podcasts at seltzerkings.com. You can find the boys on their socials at The Bradshaw Boys or on their website at thebradshawboys.com. And as always, if you see them in the street, tip your glass. Thanks for listening. Seltzer Kings Podcasts.